podcast of the David A. Howe Public Library. Thank you. I feel very welcomed. I was, it's not you. Oh, it's everybody oh, oh, else. Oh, 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 yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. I remember. Like, I remember now. So all you listeners, we do. Yeah, welcome yeah, to the, listeners, the official podcast the of the David A. Howe Public Library. Did you say the number? Yeah. 16? Yeah. Okay. Lucky number 16. No, it's not a thing. You're thinking of lucky number 11 with... Josh Hartnett, I think. Oh, boy. I don't want to go down that trail. Do you want to watch Hollywood Homicide movies? No. For the last time, okay. all right, no. All right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, we're the best place. Oh, now you got me no, all no, confused. No. This You're is right. the best place, This though. is the best This is the place. best podcast where you can get book news, literary news, news on authors. You yeah. know, I have it normally, and then you ask me if I want to watch a Josh Hartnett film. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Someone had to. Yeah. Wasn't there talks of him playing Superman at one point? And Batman at one point. Really? Yeah. Oh. Well, I'm glad we dodged those bullets. He, he didn't, I guess. He didn't want the, uh, the now, stardom. Yeah. He, he recently came out in an interview. He's like, he turned down Chris Nolan huh? to be Batman Begins. Huh. So. Huh. He might have fit in in that world. Yeah. I don't know. Would he, he, made a, he might have made a good Harvey Dent. Or, Ooh, yeah. ready for this, a Hush. Ooh, I love Hush. Yeah, you do. You know the um, the Shh. the TV series The Batman, which you don't like. Yeah. But the TV series The Batman, yeah. they were making a Hush yeah. animated movie, and it got canceled. I'm sure Gotham will find a way to fit him and twenty thousand other people yeah, into next episode. Yeah. We have. Do we have the first season of Gotham here? Yeah, we do. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So all you you can watch that insane show. Gotham fans. Yeah. You do you still watch Gotham? Well, we kind of got away from like TV in general. Oh yeah, so I'm behind. I probably will check out the DVD when we get season two. Did you finish season one? Yeah, I read. I did all season one. And I've okay. seen maybe the first two or three episodes of season two. No. For some reason, I like it, recognizing that it's kind of a dumb show. Yeah, you know, listeners, do you like so, Gotham? Yeah, let, let us, us know. know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, uh, let's start with where our bookmarks are. Okay. Where's your bookmark? Where's mine? Well, yeah. um, I've since finished Fahrenheit 451. Yeah. Yeah, and it's one of your favorites of all time. Yeah. Oh, why is it one of your favorites of all time? Uh, because it's great. To put you on the spot. Okay. You know, I, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's well-written. Okay. Yeah. I like what it has to say. Yeah, it is well-written. Um, it's, it's kind of scary how some of the stuff... I remember reading it as a kid, and people were like, oh, it's scary because some of it's true. I'm like, what about this is true? Yeah. But now I'm like, oh, my gosh. Well, you know what I thought we was We do have very big TVs. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. In a way, it's kind of like... The, the premise there is like... You know, printed books are gone, and the, and everything's so condensed and small. It's like there's very little information, mm-hmm. and I sort of feel like in our modern society we have kind of the opposite problem that there's too much information, so it's hard to be like, it's hard to to be. Yeah, a lot of people. I mean, I don't know why I say a lot of people. I've heard or read comments talking about how Brave New World is actually the one that we're in, it's closer. as opposed to. Uh, like something like Fahrenheit yeah. 451. I see. I got. I got what he like the point of mm-hmm. Fahrenheit 451. But I thought, well, that's not quite. You know, that's kind of. Right. We went in a different direction, but it's a similar right. problem. It's just a different. But, but at the same time, Fahrenheit 451. Like the reason you read books and everything is to understand life mm-hmm. and other people, right? Because everyone else is kind of selfish, and it's just about them, and it's just about you know their pleasure and everything. You know, and so we do have a lot of entertainment and like. Anytime entertainment offends anyone, anywhere, everyone, you know, will complain. Yeah. So it is kind of like that, Yeah. you know, argue 
that art is making everybody upset. Right. So get rid of it. I, in reading the book, I, it wasn't really until like the last maybe quarter that I was really like, oh yeah, yeah. You know, I really liked it there, and I was think I was most interested in his. He had, he writes an afterword and a coda to the yeah. to the book copy that I have, which is our copy, which okay. we have in the on the reading list section. But his what he had to say in the afterword was so interesting to me because. He's adapted it into a play and stuff. And when yeah, he's, okay, so that's the one where he talks about the movie. And yeah, they he talks did, about the movie. They did like a better choice of an yeah. ending. Yeah, he, like he talked about like it was tempting for him to go back and sort of fix some things that he would do as a more seasoned writer, mm-hmm. ways he would fix it, but felt strongly that he shouldn't fix yeah. that. But I just thought it was interesting yeah. because the points he made... Somebody give Batman's like, oh, George Lucas number. I know, <laughs> Actually, seriously. Ray Bradbury is gone. But the... Uh, <laughs> Anyway, the point he was making there was like, "Yeah, you're absolutely right. Those those changes would have made me enjoy this book more." But I respect that yeah. he chose to leave it. Yeah. Uh, and that just just hearing him write in his own voice, just conversationally, made me way more interested to read more yeah. Bradbury. So, have you not read much? That was the first. Oh wow. Yeah, I haven't read Martian Chronicles or uh, I read The Illustrated Man. Okay, that's just a guy telling stories about a whole bunch of tattoos. Well, I, he has. I, I picked up Dandelion Wine a long time ago and have wanted to read it, and I just never have. So I have Dandelion. Like, oh, I do. Yeah. Okay. I also have a collection of plays, the like the magical ice cream suit or something. Oh. I can't remember what it's called, huh. but I have that. I haven't read it, but I'm going to now. I also have the Martian Chronicles to read. Uh-huh. Uh, what was I going to say about Fahrenheit 451? Oh, if you want an action, intense action sci-fi version of Fahrenheit 451, then. Uh, Oh my gosh, I can't remember the name of the movie. So oh, Christian Bale. Oh, yeah. This is going to kill me. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You can come back to it. I'll okay. keep talking and you look it up. All right. All right. So, uh, so I finished Fahrenheit 451. And I, I love this I'm, movie. Uh, That's the thing. No. No, go ahead. I no. still don't know what yeah, it is. Yeah, well, you keep interrupting me. So yeah. I can't. But. Uh, currently, what I'm reading How do you spell is... Tay Diggs? Oh my gosh. Because <laughs> he's in it. Is Tay it... Diggs is in it? It's T-A-Y-E. Equilibrium. Equilibrium. Thank okay. you. All right. Thank we you for it. vamping. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, all right. So anyways, you were saying? Yeah, I was trying to. Yeah. Uh, what I'm currently Oh, reading... you know what? Sean Bean is also in this. <laughs> <laughs> Last week when you were giving me the top 10 like books to get you into the Christmas spirit, yeah. the, the list you were reading from, uh-huh. the last one on the list was Winter Street by Ellen Hildebrand. And I've never read anything by Ellen Hildebrand. Okay. This is her first Christmas novel. Right. She has a sequel to it that's out. It just It's like in the new books right now. Mm-hmm. But anyway... Uh, you mentioned that last week, and I, I picked up a copy of Winter Street, and I'm really enjoying it so far. Nice. So that's my Christmas read. Okay. Uh, I'm also still in Star Wars mode, and I'm reading uh, Cestus Deception by Cestus. Cestus. Cestus Deception, yeah. Cestus Deception, which is very hard to say, actually. Yeah. yeah. By, Imagine if you were a snake. Yeah, by uh, Stephen Barnes. Okay. It's a Clone Wars era novel. Yeah. yeah. Follows Obi Wan Kenobi. We have this on our big Star Wars display. We have two Star Wars displays. So all you Star Wars fans out there, come check our stuff out because yeah. we've got in the adult section. We have all our adult fiction over in the youth services hallway. We have uh, all the what Jedi Apprentice series. We have some cool yeah. nonfiction. The, the big DK the books. Younger stuff. And, no, yeah. I did move the. Uh, the YA book, Lost yeah. Stars, to the adult section. Oh, that's in the for adult the, display. Well, I mean for the adult display. Yeah. It's still a YA book. But. Yeah, you love that one. I did like that yeah. one. Uh, yeah, so that's it for me. Winter Street and Cestus Deception, wow. which we have both of those books. So, Did you yeah. like uh, listening or reading to Fahrenheit 451? I... I liked it. I, I sort of did half and half. I started listening, right. and then I wanted, like, I was into it. I was like, I want to finish this. I didn't want to sit in the car. Right. Um, I think I actually preferred reading it better. Okay. 
I, I haven't ever, like, listened to it. So there were, when I was in the car with you and he was talking and he was yelling at his wife, I was yeah. like, wow, oh, this is pretty intense. Yeah, it was. He was a good reader. It wasn't that it was yeah. a bad. We had the audiobook too, actually. It's our, it's our copy of the audiobook I was listening to. Oh, but there you go. It is a good reader, and it's, it's a, good a short book. So. Reads? Or that was, I get, yeah, that now, was terrible. I'm sorry. It's like a good reads reference, but a really bad one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, you know, it was a good audiobook. Okay. What about uh, you, buddy? Where, I finished where are you at? Darth Bane number two. Okay. Oh, you're ahead of me now. I haven't read that one. Um, which is uh, The Rule of Two. Uh-huh. It, was, it was pretty good. It was just as good as the first one. Okay. Uh, except now he's got his little apprentice. Path, what is that? Path of Destruction? No, the second one is Rule of Two. Rule of Two. Yeah. Okay. Uh, third one is the one I just got from the library. It's uh, Dynasty of Evil. Okay. And then I'll be done with the Darth Bane trilogy. Wow. But I'm also reading uh, Radiant Days by somebody whose name I don't remember. Oh, yeah. Um, it's a story about two people from different eras. One's from like this, this girl's from the 70s and the boy's from 100 years before in France. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, Elizabeth Hand. Yes, thank you. Elizabeth Hand. I think their lives intersect in some way. Not okay. like the lake house. All right. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I guess maybe. Yeah, that's like our second or third reference to the lake house. Yeah, it's getting the... a lot of play. Yeah, I've never even seen it. Me either. But Oh my gosh. Okay. We need to watch the lake house with I, Keanu Reeves. That's okay. And Sandra Bullock. I'm fine. No, they write letters. Yeah. From different times. Okay. And then they read the letters. There's a Jack Finney short story that yeah. does that much better. It's called The Love Letter. Oh, all right. So, I yeah. assume it's better. I haven't seen it, but... <laughs> Uh, so I'm reading that. I'm reading Walk Two Moons, which I, I've started. The grandparents are kind of funny in it. Okay. Uh, I haven't read. And that's for a book club, right? Yeah. I haven't read a book like a juvenile, like sixth grade, mm-hmm. fifth grade kind of level book since fifth or sixth grade. Yeah. So it's it's kind of interesting. Uh, maybe that's not true. I read The Giver a few years ago because okay. I haven't done that. Well, the, the ones I read for Halloween, the Nightmares trilogy or uh-huh. by Jason Siegel, right. that's for that age. Yeah. So. You know, it's weird. When I was a kid, I never read a lot of the Newberry winners mm. in class. Yeah, like, I didn't read Holes. I didn't read no. Walk Two Moons. Nope. I didn't read Island of the Blue Dolphins. Mm-mm. I'm wondering if maybe I wasn't in the smartest class as I thought I was. <laughs> like, as a kid, yeah. I was like, I'm so like, smart. Erickson reading level blue, which is <laughs> apparently not the high Yeah, one. it's just a book where all the pages are blue. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what was your favorite part of the book? The, the blue, blue page. Part. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Boy, that's kind of hard to deal with now. Yeah. So I'm reading those. I'll tell you what. We don't have we don't have a little thing to talk about this. So I'll tell you where my earmark is. Oh, uh, the Hamilton musical. Ah, I'm yeah. on track 19. Oh wow. Of CD number of the first CD. Yeah, you can find CD this one. find this in our new CD section. Well, we you can't because I've got it. Oh, Eric has it. And after, after okay. I'm listening to it, I think our children librarian Katora. Oh, okay. Uh, has so a if you line. want to be third in line to listen to Hamilton, yeah. you you can we're, go ahead. We're the only branch. Who has Hamilton? I think that's what uh, Katora had said. I just picked up, speaking of new CDs, we just got in the Pentatonics Christmas CD yesterday, too. Dubs. I actually, I don't know why I'm acting like that. I've never listened to them before. Oh, really? But I like a new, cool Christmas. Yeah, I've heard some Pentatonics. So, they were on the Muppets. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Anyway, the uh, Hamilton, Mm -hmm. I mean, for people who are familiar with the musical, they they won't care about this, but for people who aren't, it's the story of Alexander Hamilton, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's a musical. Yeah. Um, and like a really, really good one, mm-hmm. but it's all, it's, I mean, there, there's traditional music in a way, but I mean, it's a lot of like rap and hip hop, yeah. but it's like really good, oh. really catchy. And it's, it's not rap. That's like, I mean, sometimes it's very fast, so mm-hmm. you have a hard time, but it's rap that's, you can like follow along with because of the structure and everything. Mm-hmm. And then like, I feel like if I listen to it two or more times, I'm going to be able to 
Rap along with you mean just rap all through Hamilton? Yeah. Wow. It's okay. it's really good. I'm learning a lot of Next year in the auditorium, Hamilton. Eric's one-man yeah. show of Hamilton. Uh, George Washington showed up, mm-hmm. and him and Hamilton, you know, connected. Oh. And I high-fived my wife. Wow. I was like, yes! <laughs> Hamilton, Washington, together. We're, we're, we have his, uh, his wife, uh-huh. uh, one of the Schuyler sisters. Okay. And now I can say that. Yeah. I know, you know. <laughs> the you last know all, name, yeah. the maiden's name. Of you know all about wife. it. Um, she has a really good song. Okay. And as does her sister, who is also in love with Alexander Hamilton. Uh, okay. Wow. So I'm only on track 19, so it, I'm looking forward to it. Okay. There's some, there's some really good songs. Oh, sounds good. Yeah. All right, so that's I your think, mark. I think you'll, you'll like it, actually. Okay. I don't, you don't listen to rap a lot. No, no, or no, at I all. Don't, never. So no. I, I don't, I yeah. don't listen to a lot of. I, res, I listen to some Eminem songs when they're clean, and I don't feel like I need to go like apologize to my mother for listening to them. <laughs> um, and I listen, so sele- I listen a select to like, few of Lecrae and other like in comedy rap, but I like, I, I like smart rap. Like, oh, okay. No, you know, smart like rap. I like smart pop. It's a pop. That, yeah, it's a low calorie. It, it's hard to describe. Like I like rap, where yeah. if you follow along with it, you're you're like. You're intrigued by okay. how they're rapping yeah. words with other words. You know I, what I mean? I know Weird Al's Flintstone rap, yeah. if that counts. Yeah. Does it? Do you know what I mean? No, it's, I don't. It, like, how they can tell the story and be, and you can follow along with it, mm-hmm. and it all makes sense, but oh. they're still not like... Sorry. I, I also do still... You know, I heard uh, somebody was driving in the car with... Uh, my wife was driving some people yeah. from church, and... Uh, they were looking through my CDs yeah. and saw Will Smith's CDs in there. And yeah. they're like, Will Smith does music? And I was, I don't know how old these kids yeah. are, but they need to shut up and listen to Will Smith. <laughs> anyway. Can I tell you when we started this podcast, I never thought we'd be talking about rap. Okay. But I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It's all right. I'm just, sorry. I feel unprepared. I, I guess I don't, I don't know how to describe what I'm trying to describe. Okay. But I do get really like into it. I'm like, oh, they just rhymed this word with this word it makes sense yeah. structurally with the story and yeah. it made me want to drop the mic yeah so wow great so i guess Hamilton. maybe i'll have to come back yeah, to this we'll. all right but not at this podcast because no, okay. i'm sure everyone right. just tuned out as i'm really waiting for the uh, warren g harding musical <laughs> it's also rap yeah. and hip-hop yeah. but have you ever tried to write a musical harding uh no yeah i think it would be hard no Okay. Maybe I probably would. Do you want to yeah. team up? Do, to write a musical? Yeah. 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 I mean, I it could be anything. I definitely do. I want to try to write a musical about like a 50s sci-fi, like campy okay. monster movie. All right. Set in the Antarctica. That sounds fun. Antarctica. Okay. Now I feel like in two years, I'm going to see somebody Didn't doing Didn't you just that. read a YA book about people trapped in the Antarctic with a giant monster? We no. talked about this around Halloween. You were telling me about that. Something. That's a book called The Terror. That is oh. definitely not YA. No, okay. Though, you know what? I'm not going to put a, a ceiling on the teens. If right. they want to read that book about <laughs> shipping, uh, ice shipping, and Yeti monsters okay. and <laughs> All right. scurvy, well, go ahead, kids. Think of something. All, All right. right. Well, book news? Yeah. Okay. Do you have anything? I sure do. Start it up. Uh, I have. Start it up. This it is will a, never stop. This is a pretty big, um, uh, a big discovery was made. Recently, what in, a, in the literary world? Um, for those of you who aren't a friend of mine, you might not know of a certain masterpiece called *Time Fox*. Oh my gosh! That uh, I wrote in junior high. We thought it was lost for the what? ages. What is happening? But the last time I was in Michigan, my little brother 
had a box of my stuff and was like, oh, here, I found this box of your stuff. I open it up. In there is a floppy disk from an Apple IIc, which contains the unedited manuscript of Time Fox. By Nick Gunning. By Nick Gunning. Wow. <laughs> Circa, like, 1997. Nice. So, some... If, any of our listeners have an Apple IIc that still works. So you were 13. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I was, in like, I was in junior high or so. Yeah. So if anybody has an Apple IIc yeah. computer still in working order that can get a book off yeah. of it, I yeah. mean... So for those of you who don't, who don't know, yeah. Explain uh, Time Fox. Nick Fox, yeah. otherwise known as Time Fox, yeah. travels back in time to stop his brother... Dan Fox. Dan Fox. Yeah. Dan Fox wants to use his knowledge of the present and future. Yeah. To disrupt the yeah, past. Just, yeah, just change the timeline. And line. Time Fox yeah. goes back to stop him. Yeah. And he teams up with... President Millard Fillmore. <laughs> sure. Yeah. What, what 13-year-old didn't Here's want to team up with Millard <laughs> because Fillmore? Because I didn't want it to be like, I'm going to go back and team up with Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, I wanted sure. it to be Why like an you... off-the-wall president. Yeah. And I thought, what's more off-the-wall than Millard Fillmore? Yeah, sure. So, okay. anyway, looking for an Apple IIc. Yeah. Or, if you know another way yeah. to get this gold so, off of this floppy right. disk, please let us know at... At All the Books Show on Twitter, <laughs> David A. Howe Public Library Facebook page, yeah, or email us at wellsfieldstl.org. We are going to find a way. Yeah. To, I mean, to and so Time, Time Fox. Fox, I think we can we can all just accept is really is a Michael J. Fox. I think play. that's what, yeah, that's where it came from. Yeah. We got the Fox from from Michael yeah. J. Fox, but still sure. Time Fox. I know. I mean, it's it sounds great, cool. it is a great name. I, <laughs> it's probably the only thing good about it. Yeah. Is the that only one who can stop him is Time Fox. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, in in real <laughs> book news, <laughs> in book news that matters to yeah. people other than the two of us, sure. Uh, here's what we got coming out in February. Sure, uh, our old pal. Say, say that month again. February. All right. When when you listen to this podcast, I want you to hear the differences of how you said that month. What? What did it I was, say? I, I can't. I mean, I can't show you without oh, stopping okay. the podcast All right. and playing. All right. But it definitely didn't sound like February. Okay. It sounded like February. <laughs> So I said the R, like February? I don't know. It was okay. weird. All right. It was anyway, sassy. Philip Margolin <laughs> has a novel coming out February 9th called Violet Crimes. Not violet. Violent. Violent crimes. Like how mo- like, yeah, like violent crimes. Yeah, like violent crimes. Yeah, I didn't add yeah, anything Not like there. purpley crimes. <laughs> uh, this is number five in his Amanda Jaffe series. This is about a, a murder mystery that has, uh, it's kind of tangled up in big oil. Sure. So if you're a Philip yeah. Margolin fan... Look down the road here in February. Check out okay. Violent Crimes. Okay. Uh, next we have by a, a very popular Nor- Norwegian author, uh-huh. Joe Nesbo. So you know this series, right? Yeah, Harry Joe Holy Nesbo. All that. Yeah. Uh, this is not part of his Harry Holy series. This is number two in the Blood on Snow Ooh. series. This is okay. a different one. This, uh, this series is currently kind of in the works to be adapted by Leonardo DiCaprio. Maybe wow. star Leonardo DiCaprio in the movie. Yeah, so sure. this is book two in the series. Well, at least the second book published yeah. here in America. Have you read any of his stuff before? No. I read The Bat, which is the first of his series. Okay. And did not like it. Okay. But it, these are originally written in Norwegian, you know. And so they're translated into American and or English, I guess, as we say. Yeah. Uh, wow. And they chose, to, they chose to first publish like book four or five in English, and then kind of went back and got the other. So they probably knew what they were doing and got one that was a little bit more, like, approachable. Mm-hmm. So this was about a Norwegian detective, the bat, the bat that I'm talking about now, a Norwegian detective, like, trying to solve a crime in Australia. So it was just, like, so far removed. It was, right. like, totally nothing that I could relate to, but um, you know, they're super popular. Okay. Especially the Harry Holy series, but this is also... Uh, going to be a big one so that's mm-hmm. coming out february 16th okay uh for you large print fans 
here are some things we have coming down from in large print. So these these are going to be coming in March of 2016. Okay. So I just pick a couple here, but we have one called A Son's Vow by Shelley Shepard Gray. Mm -hmm. uh, she writes like inspirational fiction tends to be. Okay. This is the first in a new series. The series is called Charmed Amish Lives. So this mm. is number one okay. called The Son's Vow. So that's coming out in March. Uh, and next we have one called The Swans of Fifth Avenue. Mm -hmm. This is written by Melanie Benjamin. Uh, you probably, if you recognize that name, it's probably from The Aviator's Wife. Remember when that came out no. a couple years ago? Okay. Well, it was a big book. Do you mean The Time Traveler's Wife? No, I don't. Do you I mean don't. The Aviator? No, I mean The Aviator's Wife. No, that's, that's nothing. It is a thing. <laughs> uh, this is called The Swans of Fifth Avenue, and it's a fictionalized version of the friendship between Truman Capote and Babe Riley. Okay. So Truman Capote, right. writer, yeah. Breakfast at Tiffany's, all that. Babe, Babe Riley, I don't know who that is. But mm -hmm. they were friends, and this is a book about that. So these are coming out in March. Okay. March. So what do you got coming uh, out soon? Do you know soon. a Grimace murder? A Grimace? Would be a, a violent... A, a violent crime. A yeah. violent crime, yeah. The Grimace of yeah. McDonald Land fame. Yeah. Did he kill Birdie? Don't tell me he killed I... Birdie. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, while we're talking about McDonald Land characters, did you ever watch those uh, cartoons, the McDonald cartoons? No, like but I did have late a, 90s or whatever. a Ronald McDonald Halloween spooky. CD. Those were spooky. Um, really? Yeah. You don't see a lot of Ronald McDonald anymore. No. Well, you like downplay the whole McDonald land yeah. stuff. Well, he's a little creepy. He's super creepy. So, uh, Hamburglar kind of made a comeback, and then they were like, eh, pass. Yeah. We shouldn't teach children to steal other people's food. Yeah, that's so. true. But I mean, that's at the true. same time, so what? It's the Hamburglar. Wow. That's okay. what he does. Yeah. Kids yeah, steal food. You don't no, don't. Put, actually. You don't want to put the hamburglar out of work. I'm gonna, all right. He doesn't have a lot of market Aladdin. skills. Yeah. Hamburglar. Yeah. Uh, probably can't think of probably others. Yeah. yeah. Hercules maybe uh, at a, one point. A third, I think, would have been nice to have locked and loaded. But yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Only two. Those yeah. are people that we I mean, like. I provided one and you provided one. So right. I said ham. I said Aladdin and Hamburglar. Yeah, but I started with Hamburglar. I, I'm the one who brought oh. up Hamburglar. That's true. Okay. All right. So what do we got coming out soon? These books are coming out... Uh, December 8th. I can't wait. 2015. Yes. So, more Christmas presents, stocking yeah, stuffers. That's right. Have you ever gotten like a oh, giant nonfiction oh, book oh, in your stocking oh, oh. and been like, yes! No. Well, maybe this this could be the year. This could be Speaking it. Speaking of giant nonfiction books, uh, your Bob Dylan book yeah. came through. You got yeah. it, right? Yeah. What is All it the songs. All the songs. By Bob Dylan. Yeah. It is a big book. It's a big book. Yeah. Dylan songs. I, you can finally learn what he meant by. I've always wondered, you know, when he sat down and wrote those lyrics, <laughs> what did he mean? I'm glad this podcast is here for you to practice your future stand-up. Yeah. So. Yeah. What's the deal? With... <laughs> for those of you not looking, I was straightening my tie. Yeah. It was, it was a decent yeah. Seinfeld. You. You've done Thank better you. Seinfeld impressions. No! That, that was pretty good. <laughs> That's ridiculous! <laughs> that was also really good. Thank you. Uh, I don't remember what I was going to say. Me neither. <laughs> You were talking about stocking stuffers, big giant nonfiction books. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, if you're wondering uh, about that Bob Dylan book, all the book, uh, all the songs oh. by Bob uh, about oh, Bob boy. Dylan. Oh boy. Whew, take a moment. Yeah. Just sit back. Breathe. Just sit. Yeah. All the all the songs are sorted by album, so it goes by the album when it was released, oh, and then neat. it goes through every song in the album. So it's easy to go through. So it's not that's just like the, where's Tangles Up in Blue. Yeah, that's the same setup as that Hard Day's Right that does all the Beatles songs. Oh, cool. Yep. That's a good way to do it. It is. It makes sense. Yeah. Is there a the band ones. besides the Beatles and now Bob Dylan? Did I already ask this that you would want a all the songs? Yeah, you did already ask me that, and I didn't have a good answer last yeah. time. And would I still you read don't. like all the songs of the Stones? 
kind of thing. I don't I know. Might. I don't guess I don't know the Stones enough to really be like, oh, that song, you know. Oh, but you have that like greatest hits. CD I do have a greatest hits. A yeah, but that's I don't know like the deep cuts. Yeah, that's I think that kind of book you really have to like have a good knowledge. I think of the songs like okay. even the obscure tracks for it to be appealing. Otherwise, right. it's like so. You know, I, I would so listeners, I would pick the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and Nick okay. would pick Sunny and Cher, all the songs. <laughs> I wish I could refute that. <laughs> all right, Agincourt. Oh, did I say that wrong? I don't even know. Agincourt. I don't That's know. You I don't know. Agincourt. It's a place in France. The Fight oh, okay. for France okay. by Ranulf. Oh, Fines. I'm just gonna say Fines. Okay. But wait, Ralph, Ralph Fines? Fines? No, this is Ranulf. Oh Harry Potter. Because <laughs> he's so my Voldemort yeah. face. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a book about Agincourt. I have a song on my iPod called something that I can't remember. Okay. And they sing about battles. Okay. And they mention Agincourt. Wow. Whew. I should really plan out things. Yeah. <laughs> like, like that sentence. <laughs> All Eric right. should plan stuff. <laughs> Sometimes I do feel like a bizarro version of myself when I'm recording. Yeah. So. Who am me? <laughs> what am book? Um, Eisenhower's Armies, the oh. American-British alliance during World War II by... Uh-oh. Does nobody just have a name like Chip? Or I was about to say Dale. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, those or two Monterey names. Jack, her gadget. Yeah. Gadget was... She was a looker. The, can we, can the, we just the cartoon that? mouse from the 80s? <laughs> okay, maybe I'm going to sure. stop there. Uh, Do we have Chippendale? Do we have any Chippendale in the collection? If not, you got to no, collect. But Disney's released all of those. That. Are they? Yeah. Okay. So we could get the whole series oh, of Chippendale. Wow. Okay. Fat Cat. Did they ever do a movie? Was there a Chippendale movie? No. Okay. But I, I owned a lot of like episodes on yeah. tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember I only watched the pilot Boy, once. Disney Afternoon, right? What a time yeah. to be alive. Yeah. You had Tailspin. You had uh, uh, DuckTales, Darkwing Duck. All good. Uh, do you already say Tailspins? It's the first thing I said. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, would you count... Oh, Gummy Bears is in that era. Yeah, Gummy Bears. Gummy Bears is solid. Would yeah. you count... What was it, Bonkers? I would not count Bonkers. He but was the cartoon those, like, Cheetah Cop. Weird, like, yeah, Cheetah Cop, yeah. yeah. Darkwing Duck is in that. I would watch Darkwing Duck right in now. In Aladdin. Aladdin? I don't think Aladdin. You think it like came... It, Aladdin was in the 90s, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, But so was Darkwing Duck. I don't know. When you think Disney Afternoon, it seems like it's more of those like kind of originals. Rather than well, like originals like well, Tailspin. As no, in I know, but it's the Jungle Book yeah, adaptation, the right. Scrooge McDuck adaptation, okay. the Chip and Dale. I mean, wow, you're getting really snotty about the Disney afternoon. Right. Did you ever watch the Jungle Book Kids or whatever it was? Oh, it was jung- like, Jungle Cubs. Yeah, I didn't. It wasn't great. I didn't. But I watched expect it. it to be. Shere yeah. Khan wasn't evil, but he was definitely like a snot. He was. It's like shut up, Shere Khan. Yeah, leave these kids. I alone. love how like a Muppet Babies started, and everybody was like, "We have to do that." Yeah, Flintstone. Although kids, I did love Tom the Tom Fl- and Jerry I, kids. No, I loved the Flintstone kids. All right. Uh, I don't know how don't, we got... Don't even get me started on a pup named Scooby-Doo. Oh, that was great. All right, that might be the pinnacle. Yeah. How did we get to the pup named Scooby-Doo by talking about Eisenhower's, Eisenhower's armies? I don't know what I think Anyways, of like, I, I'm going to call know. this guy Neil. It's not. It's Niall or something. Okay. Bar. Okay, Neil Bar. Neil Bar. Okay. So, uh, obviously, it's in the title. Obviously. You want to learn about the American-British alliance during World War II? Yeah. This is your book. Okay. Maybe. I don't have reviews here, so I can't... <laughs> you know, stand by that. Hey, this book is kind of funny. How Not to Die. Discover the foods scientifically proven to prevent and reverse disease. Oh, wow. Like gummy bears. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gummy worms. Mm-hmm. Gummy fish. Any, yeah. any gummies. Any, any, like a Texas hot? That, yeah. A Texas hot a day will. Yeah. So, I mean, the <laughs> book you. is How Not to Die. Okay. It's 2015. Yeah. If they knew, they're not yeah. doing a good job. No. I mean, you and I... 
like after this pot, even during this podcast, yeah. we could die. Yeah. But if there was like a hot dog, yeah, or like a rhubarb pie mm-hmm. that we could be eating to save us, yeah, yeah. So it's probably a lot of like fennel things like that. Yeah. Grain. Yeah. Not grain. What's what's the good? I mean, vegetables obviously. Yeah, vegetables are good. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't say anything. Shout out to vegetables. This, this book examines the 15 top causes of premature death in America: heart okay. disease, various cancers, diabetes. Oh, boy. Parkinson's, high blood pressure, and more. Wow, that was really bringing us down. This book is a downer. Yeah. Nor did it bring up, like, plane crash. Yeah. What food do I have to eat so my plane doesn't go down? Oh, boy. I don't know. So, let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's another nonfiction in here. There it is. The Invention of Science. Wow. A New History of the Scientific Revolution. Somebody Invented Science. By David Woodton. The company? No. Oh. He, he didn't write that. He didn't. I... He didn't discover science. Either. No, he does have a novel out, David Duchovny. Really? Yeah. What's it called? Topic, but don't ask me that. It's about cows. I can't remember what it's called. What? <laughs> I, yeah. Is I that don't know. real? Yeah, and Gillian Anderson, while we're talking about X-Files actors, uh, she has one too. Yeah. Oh, I, you know, I saw a book with that name. I was like, why do I recognize the name? What's, what's uh, Gillian Anderson's book? I can't remember. It was, uh, it's like a sci-fi series. The right, second I'll, one just came out. I was going to get a Vision of Fire. A there you go, Vision of Fire. Vision of fire. Yeah, Do I was going to get saying. that for the library, but the reviews were just so bad that I couldn't bring myself to buy it. That's too bad. Uh, David Duchovny's book, even though you didn't ask, yeah. is Holy Cow, A Modern Day Dairy Tale. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought it was going to be fairy tale, and then it was dairy tale, and it kind of won me over. All right. So. So the invention of science, uh, they're saying it's a companion piece to The Age of Wonder, A Clockwork Universe, and Darwin's Ghost. <sighs> Imagine if you were being haunted by Darwin's ghost. Yeah. Like, every time you did something, yeah, Ron's I can't like, imagine. oh, you better make sure you're strong, yeah. lest you don't survive. I guess <laughs> you'd be a really boring ghost. Yeah, you That's would That's a be. really boring haunting. Yeah. I'm sorry, everybody. That's okay. Sometimes, in certain situations, yeah. I, I can be really clever and funny. It's true. It's true. And I can't... In, no. Recording. Right. No. Obviously. No, not no, talking you, no, about there's books. some gold. Hey, you're too hard on yourself. All right. Ash, we're into fiction now. Okay. So Ashley Bell, a novel by Dean Koontz. Yes. I remember bringing that up on, yeah. there, on, the, on the upcoming list. Yeah. That one sounds really cool yeah. to me. All I can see are her eyes. Well, just one eye. When I, I said her eyes. That, I'm definitely going to read that one. All right. So and Dean Koontz fans. I'm not a Dean Koontz fan, but I want to read that book. December 8th, Ashley Bell. Ashley Secret Bell. Secret Sisters. Yep. By Jane and Krentz. We're doing a, for book club next year, for around Halloween, we're going to do Dean Koontz Frankenstein. Okay. I'm looking forward to that. But. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about Jane and Krentz now. Oh, Jane and Krentz. We're not doing a Jane and Krentz. Maybe we will. Maybe we will. Of Secret Sisters? No. Okay. Well, okay. everybody, uh-huh. if you want to read Secret Sisters on your own, you can. We're not going to stop you. No. Imagine if we did. I guess then we're the Fahrenheit 451 firemen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Stop reading that Jane Ann Krentz. Yeah, what if it's just Jane Ann Krentz, though? What if, like, <laughs> anything else is fine, but yeah. not Jane Ann Krentz. Yeah, this is the world we live in. Yeah. Uh, before, the After Series. That's confusing. Oh, By Ann Todd. Oh, this is book five of the After Series. So there are a few books that became that came before this. Oh, my gosh. This is too confusing. Just no, move, all right. Just move on. After We Fell. After Ever Happy. Oh. Before. After We Collided. Maybe not. Conf- oh, these are different authors now. What, what are those? What is this about? Oh, I couldn't tell you. Oh, okay. I mean, I could. I've got the description right here. That's all right. Uh, fan fiction that... Oh, it's fan fiction? Uh, Life Before Teresa Reveals... Uh, okay. Not, all right. I can't. All right. Just tell us the next title. Key of Valor. Part of the Key Trilogy. By? By Nora Roberts. Oh. 
So, well, you know, it'll be popular then. Which, this must be the third book then? Because <laughs> I see two other. Nora Roberts. Yeah. What about she's, her? I, she must just be like, Wait. whatever she's doing, she's like, you know, whipping up a pizza for dinner and she just, oh, hey, I made this pizza and I wrote three novels. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's she's DiGiorno. Like a, she's she had, like a machine. Yeah. When she gets to DiGiorno, she has. She just, yeah, she just pops it in the oven. And yeah. Then, then she writes a, a key trilogy. Yeah. And then it's very so, filling. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, it's not delivery. Hey, man. This book might, I'm going to save this one last. What? So I'm going to go to this one. Ooh, oh, this suspense. is confusing because I said I was going to save it last, but this book is called The Last Witness. That's confusing. A detective daily thriller by Denzel. Washington? No. Oh. All right. Mayrick. All right. <laughs> <laughs> wrote a book. <laughs> that was my... Just trains... No, I can't. I lost it. Okay. I lost it. The Verdict by Nick Stone. When Terry Flint gets the chance to defend a millionaire accused of murder, he knows Wait. the case could make his career. Did you say Terry Hatcher? No. Oh. Terry Flint. All right. Can we talk about Terry Hatcher for a minute? No. All right. I think, I think we need to not. Okay. All right. Do you want to know about this guy? He's I just wondering, like, Desperate Housewives went off a long time ago. What's but Terry the accused man is right. Flint's greatest enemy. Flint? Can he defend a man who ruined his life? Maybe. The verdict. Okay. Coming to a bookstore near you. All right. We don't have really. No. Coming to the David A. Howe Public that's Library. Right. Yeah, that's, that's true. Dark we'll Tides it. by Chris Ewan. You know, I saw this name the first time. It was like Ewan, mm-hmm. but it's just Ewan. Ewan. So I practiced that before I did this recording. Good job. But I mean, then I shared it. Yeah. When Claire Cooper was eight years old, her mother mysteriously vanished during Hop to Na, Halloween on the Isle of Man. <laughs> huh. <laughs> Welcome to the Island of Man. I don't know what I was singing there. I don't know either, <laughs> but I liked it. All right, ready? It's I wish there was more. Dot nice dot outside dot. There by Jim Kobaris. Oh. There is a teddy bear, uh-huh. and he's buckled up oh, in a car. That's nice. Meet that John Nicholas. Is that's a boring nice. name. Uh, he's fifty something years old, an ex basketball player, ex author, ex philanderer, ex husband, ex high school English teacher. He's the father of three, two overachieving adult daughters, and nineteen year old Ethan who will never be an adult. John's older daughter is getting married, and the family—well, his life is whatever, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Uh, so it's nice outside. Ask what happens when you have to let go of the person who has been holding you up. I don't know. Wow, I, not, I would have not asked that question no. at the beginning. No. All right, last last book. This is the one you saved. Yeah. Okay. This is by Margaret Mizushima. Oh, okay. It's called Killing Trail, a Timber Creek. K9 mystery. Oh, oh, yeah. When a young girl oh, is found yeah, dead in the mountains outside Timber Creek, lifelong resident Officer Maddie Combe and her partner, K9 police dog Robo, oh, my gosh. are assigned to the case that has rocked there, the small Colorado town. Is there a link to buy it now? Can I, can I do that? <laughs> yeah, at Amazon. Add to cart. Buy this or Barnes & Noble. Okay. All right. Uh, with the help of Cole Walker, local veterinarian and single father, oh, my gosh, Maddie and Robo must track down the truth before it claims another victim. The more Maddie investigates, the more she realizes how many secrets her hometown holds. What? And the key may be Cole's daughter, who knows more than she's saying. Wow. The murder was just the beginning. Right, let's Maddie talk isn't about careful. the dog. Yeah. I wanted to be more talking she about She and that Robo okay. could be next. Suspenseful and smart. Killing Trail is gripping Reed that will have readers hmm. clamoring for more Maddie and Robo for years to come. I have a dog mystery series that I like. While you brought up dog mysteries. Uh-huh. Uh, it's Spencer Quinn has this, the Chet and Bernie mysteries. Have you seen these or heard of no. them? We, okay, we have a bunch in the system here. We have a lot in the yeah. library. Uh, the first one's called Dog on It. <laughs> dog on It. Yeah, Not got dog it. Dog on It. Sure. Dog on It. The dog's on it. All right. Uh, they're <laughs> mysteries. Uh-huh. But they're, they're all from the perspective of the dog, Chet. 
Mm-hmm. Bernie's like a PI, Chet's the right. dog, and they're all from his perspective. Seems like that wouldn't work, but I'm going to tell you, Eric. <laughs> it does. All right. Oh, it does. Nice. Yeah, it was a real suspenseful moment. There's a moment <laughs> where Chet gets separated. He doesn't have his tags. He ends up in a shelter. Oh, my gosh. And it's, oh, it's no. touch and go. Don't it's tell touch me. and go. Okay. But I'm going to tell you because it's a long-running series, uh-huh. Chet does not die in the first book. Oh, that's good. That's good so, to know. Anyway, uh, uh, Chet and Bernie mystery. Do you think Clint... <laughs> McGavin, cowboy lawyer, yeah. has a dog. Oh boy! And like maybe oh like every now and then, like it's not yeah. a regular thing. Yeah. But maybe every like five books yeah. or like fifth episode, yeah. we f- there's a spotlight right on his on, dog on Ranger, his Ranger, dog. his dog, right. Ranger, his Saint Bernard. Like every now and then, like Clint McKenzie's like, now Ranger, I gotta go to court. Yeah. You be a good dog, guard the house. Yeah. And he goes to court, and then right. like. The suspects, yeah. they, they show up at the house. and like, we've got to get that evidence. Yeah, he keeps Ra- it here. But Ranger's been charged with protecting the house. Yeah. Oh, so boy. it's like his adventure. It's almost like Home Alone, but yeah. with a dog. Also, how is there not a movie called Home Alone, but with a dog? Yeah, that's true. Danny DeVito could voice the dog. Yeah. Oh, that'd be so good. Yeah. So anyways. Yeah. All right. So we've got Ranger. He's protecting the house. Yeah. We've got Clint. Clint's in, Clint's in court. Yeah. yeah. He's, with he's, Rooster. Yeah. They're yeah. defending old man Carruthers for yeah. the stagecoach yeah. mystery. Okay. All right. All right. And we cut back and forth. Yeah, like we go back case. and forth. He's like, yeah. But then, like, maybe Clint's like, now where'd I leave that evidence? Oh, yeah. at home. I, I gotta tell you, your, your characterization of Clint makes him seem bumbling, and I don't think that's No, it. he's not bumbling. Okay. Only, only with Ranger. Okay. I think. Like he, I think Ranger's the only one he, he really lets, lets his guard go. down. Yeah. Well, maybe, you know, maybe in court he has kind of a Columbo thing where he's like, but, I, but I'm just a simple country right. cowboy lawyer. Right. <laughs> but he's really shrewd yeah. and he's zeroing in. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, I, I just it. think on Ranger-centered stories, maybe yeah. because it's from the perspective of the dog. Yeah. Maybe Clint looks bumbling. I yeah. think when Clint's on his own, when he's not he's with there. the dog. Yeah, he's just home, people, he's relaxed. He's like, and yeah. Ranger's like, kind of the I don't know a lot about oil trading. Yeah. But I do know murder's a crime. Yeah. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> Cowboy lawyer. <laughs> All right. All right. We did that. Sure. Okay, well, that was for our, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> for our segment this week, now I think as we've both mentioned, Eric and I are avid Goodreads users. Have we mentioned that? I don't think we've well, mentioned we've that. Well, we've talked about Goodreads quite we always, a lot. So we I always reference implied, Goodreads. Yeah. Um, and so every year, Goodreads does a Goodreads Choice Awards, and they put up like uh, in all different categories, they put up several things, and Goodreads users mm-hmm. vote on their favorites, and then the votes are tallied, and we get a yeah. winner. So we're going to kind of just go through and tell you some of the top picks. Goodreads um, Choice Awards 2015, 2015. best yes. books of 2015, uh, so three million people. Last votes. week we mentioned, uh, well, on, on Twitter and Facebook, we put out that we were going to be talking about this, and we wanted yeah. input from our listeners, and we, we have a couple here. So I'll pull those out as, as we hit the topics. All right. right. Which so one do you just, want to start with? We're just going to start right we have, in. We're going to start right in this? with the... Uh, we have about 23 minutes. Okay. We're going to start with uh, the best fiction. All right. All right. So now this was not a close race. Let me open this I'll up. tell you right up. The, the number one winner with 31,093 votes is Harper Lee's Ghost Set of Watchmen. Okay. Yeah. So this has been a controversial book. Yeah. You have people saying like, well, it's great to see something else from her. And you have other people saying like, it should have just been left alone. We should have had to kill a mockingbird. Yeah. That's her only thing. So I get both sides. One of our, our Facebook user, Michael, says, uh-huh. let me pull it up here. Sure. Michael says, I dislike their choice for fiction. That manuscript should never have been published. Ooh. It was a draft the author chose not to see in print. Its release was a greedy ploy by the publisher. Wow. That's not an uncommon view of, of this yeah. book. Uh, it's not exactly accurate, his telling there. What really happened was this, uh, Ghost of Watchmen is, is an original draft yeah. 
of To Kill a Mockingbird. What uh-huh. what became To Kill a Mockingbird? Right. Harper Lee turns in Ghost Set a Watchman, and if you've read the book, you haven't read it. No, you haven't read it. Your wife chapter read it, three, right? No, she didn't. I read. No, she it. read it. I read it, and I really liked it. Lots of I'm just going to say right out there, I really liked it. Yeah. But uh, in it, there are flashbacks to when Scout is a child. Okay. And the publisher said. You know, we like the characters, but we really like the sections with Scout and her father as a child. So can you write a book that focuses on that? Mm-hmm. So Ghost Set a Watchman was set aside, and To Kill a Mockingbird was written just when, when, right. uh, when Scout's a child. Okay. So it's not really that she was like, I don't ever want anyone to see this. It's that mm-hmm. this, was, this was kind yeah. of set aside in favor of what became To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah. Still... It's. I, I wish that they would have put like a big foreword or had kind of a scholarly approach to this, mm-hmm. like explaining what it was. And the book doesn't give you anything. It just yeah. tosses you right in. Still, I think it's a good book. Okay. Uh, uh, so that, that one. Th- this is a transition. Uh, Ghost Set of Watchmen is set in Alabama. Yeah. Uh, a local radio station, I can't remember which one, was doing free tickets for uh, Trans-Siberian Orchestra. And they gave oh. the number. Yeah. And my wife called to win it. And the person said, you're a winner. And she's like, all oh, excited. But she wasn't a winner. The guy was just joking with her because he's from Alabama. It's an Alabama number. Oh. And he had calls all morning with people trying to win TSO tickets. Oh so they just gave the wrong number? Or people just misheard and dialed, like, wow. missed the number. So That's pretty rude. Alabama. Uh, let, me, let me give you a couple other of the, the top picks for yeah. fiction here. Now, I'm looking through. So I read Ghost Set of Watchmen. I also read Purity by Jonathan Franzen, which I liked. Not as much as freedom, but I like. Where is that? Um, This so I said Harper Lee goes to the Watchmen first place. Oh, Purity's last on the list. Yeah, it is thirty-one thousand votes. There's out of a total of one hundred ninety thousand votes. Yeah. Number two, Jojo Moyes after you with nineteen thousand and some change. Third place was uh, with sixteen thousand votes was the Royal We by Heather Cox. So those are the top three choices yeah. for fiction. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot more, so if you look on Goodreads, some of the other popular ones that at least have been popular in our yeah. library include uh, Spool of Blue Thread by yeah. Ann Tyler and First Frost by Sarah Addison Allen. Those, those ones have been... Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, uh, also Fates and Furies by Lauren Groff. Those, yeah. those are some Also, The ones. Secret Wisdom of the Earth. You like that one? No, I haven't read it. I was just listening. Oh. I was just saying something I saw. Oh, Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to be included. All right, so next, next on our list, these these are adult picks at the moment. Uh, Mystery got, and thriller. Yes, the winner for that is yeah, Girl on a Train. Yep, that's which obvious. You've wow, read. but that this, is this a is margin. A, this is a sweep. Let me tell you, uh, out of two hundred sixty-eight thousand votes, Girl on a Train got one hundred six thousand one hundred forty-nine. Yeah, half of it. Yeah. So, Girl on the Train, obviously a huge, a huge. Which you haven't read there. yet. I haven't read Which it. Which is I funny because you like. Uh, I know it's Gillian more. So it's more my kind of book than yours, but. Um, I haven't read Girl on the Train. Can't tell you why I read it. Did you? I, I know that you weren't like happy with the kind. of I mean, book it was that a it good was. book. You found it was like well written. Yes, and okay. it had my attention. I remember okay. I was trying to read it at the desk, and okay. people kept coming like, "Can I? Can yeah. I get these books out?" I'm like, "Shut yeah. up! I'm reading a book." <laughs> uh, but it was one of those books that after I read it, I'm like, "Man." People are horrible. Everything's ruined. Yeah. Let's just all lie down and die. Well, it's been, I mean, it's seen kind of a resurgence in popularity, too, so it's not going anywhere. Yeah. Well, I told you, it was like on the New York Times bestseller list. Yeah. Like all Indefinitely. Year. Yeah, they just put a spot Like gr- that, that uh, Fifty Shades of Grey book, Grey, yeah. showed up for like a month. Yeah. And then Girl on the Train kicked right. it and was like, I'm back. Well, Girl on the Train by Paula Hawkins, we have here in the collection, yeah. so stop in and check it out if you haven't read it. In second place, yeah, again, so second and third place huge, was a closer. Yeah. 
a huge jump here, 106,000 for Girl on the Train. And second place with 32,451 is Stephen King's Finders Keepers. Yeah. Now, I got to tell you, I loved Finders Keepers. Yeah, you did. I've been kind of indifferent to Stephen King's latest stuff. Uh-huh. Um, the, this is kind of a sequel, not really a sequel, but a parallel story to Mr. Mercedes. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Mercedes, I was kind of like, eh, whatever, three okay. stars. Finders Keepers is just really unique and compelling and a great book. Okay. So you don't have to read Mr. Mercedes. It, it helps if you know what happened there, right. but you don't have to. So Finders Keepers is in second place, and I really recommend mm-hmm. that one. Uh, number three is um, uh, Career of Evil, which is the yeah. third, I think, the third Cormoran Strike that book. That sounds right. Yes, by uh, J.K. Rowling, writing as Robert Galbraith. So yeah. I read the first of these, enjoyed it, haven't mm-hmm. gone back to the series. Yeah. That is 28,000 folks. Uh, did you read uh, Veronica Mars, Mr. No, Kiss and Tell? No, I didn't. Look at I that. Didn't. It made it. 4,000. Mm-hmm. That's a, the second book, I think, uh, okay. Veronica Mars yeah. that's set after the movie. That that made the list. On, a, well, lot more, kind of um, there, a lot more authors that I recognize are on Mystery and Thrillers. Mystery and Thriller. I mean, you got J.D. Robb. Yeah, Terrence J.D. Slider, Robb is fourth place with her obsession in death. Danielle uh, Silva. Mm-hmm. Tess Gerritsen. Yeah. Harlan Coben. Uh, David Baldacci is here twice. Yeah. Well, David Baldacci, particularly here, is a huge favorite. Yeah. So is John Sanford, and they both have entries here. David Baldacci is on the list for Memory Man and The Escape, kind of low on the list. John Sanford made it for Gathering Prey. Yeah. Uh, The fifth book on the list is a book that I read, and as you might recall, hated... Pretty Girls. Pretty Girls. Yeah, you did hate that. 12,000 votes. Oh, man. Uh, another another popular author for for our list or yeah our listeners mm-hmm. our patrons Louise Penny uh, came in what looks the, like seventh place yeah. Nature of the with Beast the Nature of the Beast so if you're a Louise Penny fan she mm-hmm. she made the cut not on the top but oh another interesting one is Girl in the Spider Web which is the fourth yeah it picks up uh, Stig Larsson's Millennium series so that mm-hmm. was a bestseller popular mm-hmm. here so any again the the top winner for this mysteries and thrillers was Girl on the Train. Followed distantly by Finders Keepers yeah. by Stephen King, Career of Evil by uh, J.K. Rowling. All right, best. We're jumping to historical fiction. Yeah. So this is one that I don't know. It seems pretty popular here. The Nightingale. We, we have a or no, I mean Christian genre. Oh, oh, historical fiction. Yes, yeah. yes, it is. Uh, and it feels. Like, it also seems like it's one that we have a lot of. Yeah. That we're always kind of surprised that we have so much yeah. historical fiction. This was again. This was a pretty wide margin here. Yeah. Out of hundred and eighty thousand votes total, uh, Kristen Hanna's *The Nightingale* took it with fifty-seven thousand. Yeah. Good votes. job, Kristen Hanna. Yeah. So that is uh, again. This is historical, set in France. Mm-hmm. Um, popular author here. Next up with sixteen thousand. So this is a this is a margin of about forty thousand. Yeah. Uh, Kate Atkinson's *A God in Ruins*. This does not ring any bells for me. I, yeah. Okay. Actually, a lot of these books. I mean, I recognize. Well, the third one is *The Water's Edge*, which is by Sarah Gruen. As I think you you mentioned a couple of weeks ago. Oh, um, she's the one who wrote *Water for Elephants*, which was a Nanorima right. book. Is that yes. right? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, speaking of Nanorima, how did you do? Did you do a lot of writing over November? No. Okay. No, I I did very. Poorly oh, this okay. year. I did, I mean... Oh, well, there's always script. next year. There is always next year. Uh, uh, some these... names... I mean, I recognize Judy Bloom. Oh, the sure. Unlikely yeah. event. Yeah. Uh, That's Alice an adult Hoffman. novel. Adult novel. Not, yeah. Not one of her children's novels. Alice Hoffman. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I recognize the, you know, Philip, Philippa Gregory. Philippa Gregory, The, the Taming of the Queen. Yeah. So, and uh, Kate Morton, The Lake House. No. Not The not Lake the House. Not the Keanu Reeves right. Lake House. Right. Again. <laughs> we got to get off that movie. Yeah, we do. All right. 
So if you're a fan of historical fiction, the top three here were Christian Hanna's The Nightingale, mm-hmm. A God in Ruins by Kate Atkinson, and The Water's Edge by Sarah Gruen. All right. So now we're on to fantasy. fantasy. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, this is your era. All so right. Why, well, don't, why don't you take this one? Uh, we have almost 200,000 votes. Yep. Uh, this one, it's, it's a closer margin. You yeah. got first place, Neil Gaiman with Trigger Warning. Which no, that, that is short stories. Is that that's right? short stories. Okay. That's been out for a while. Mm-hmm. So that's first place. You have second place, which is a book I don't recognize, A Darker Shade of Magic by V.E. Schwab. That's the first in the series. There you go. And third place, you have Brandon Sanderson's Shadows of Self. Which yeah, is so the, that is what? Mistborn 4? 5. 5. 5. So, okay, so the first two there are really close. 33,000 for Neil Gaiman, yeah. 30,000 yeah. for V.E. Schwab. So that was, that was a pretty tight margin. But, I mean, you got Jim Butcher. You got Robert Hobb on yeah, this list. Yeah, you know, the, the Jim Butcher one here is not a Dresden. It's the one we talked about a while back. You know what? The fact that the Jim Butcher book has 13,000 votes is impressive because yeah. that book only just came out, like, last month. Yeah, that is a pretty recent edition. So uh, Trigger Warnings is Goodreads user's choice for... Best fantasy this yep. year, which is going to uh, which surprises me when you see the graphic novels when oh. we get there because I already looked ahead. Oh, okay, when we get all right. to all right. Best romance, yes. We well, there's another Patricia Briggs made it on here for uh, Dead Heat Alpha and Omega. That's a popular series. Good job, Briggs. Here. Yeah, she did it. Um, we do, you know, we have a we have a small but really dedicated fantasy fan base here at the David A. Oh, Public yeah. Library. Yeah. Um, we put out those Dragonlance books and yeah, as soon as they, they were, were there. there. Yeah. 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 Sci-fi and fantasy, I think I think that tends to breed a more uh, loyal fan yeah. base than, than some of the others. But yeah, some recognizable names. Sanderson, Jim Butcher, Robin Hobb, uh, like we mentioned. Yeah. Uh, All right. That brings us next to, to romance. romance. What is the number one romance the number one of romance. The year. Uh, we got two hundred nine thousand votes on this one. Wow, that's a lot. With thirty five thousand, so this is this yeah. is spread pretty evenly. Uh, Confess by Colleen Hoover. Now this this does I don't recognize this at all. I'm not a big romance reader. Yeah, it's not I your don't genre. Recognize it. Second and third, I do recognize. You yeah. already mentioned this, but uh, Gray, which is E. L. James' uh, parallel take on yeah. the Fifty Shades of Gray series, yeah. that that's coming in with twenty four thousand votes. Yeah. This was a huge bestseller. Yeah. Uh, it was on the you said about a month, which yeah. I think is right. There's only like thirty shades of gray bestseller. that the human eye can detect. That's right. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Third, uh, we were just talking about her last week yeah. with a new book coming out, but J.R. Ward's The Shadows. Yeah. J.R. Ward is very popular here. Yeah, that's so, true. Some of our top circulating books are, are J.R. Ward, so we yeah. have quite a, quite a bit of hers. Uh, Sylvia Day is another. She's, she came in, what, fifth place with yeah. Captivated by You. This is one of her Crossfire novels. I believe we have most of the others, and they tend to be pretty popular. Okay. Uh, what else we got? Nora Roberts made the list. Uh, down a little bit lower, uh, with 5,000 votes, Nora Roberts, The Liar, mm-hmm. came in. So it was a new, number one New York Times bestseller. Um, what else we got? Do you recognize any of these others? Any no. Really standing no. out to you? Okay. So the top three were Confess by Colleen Hoover. Number mm-hmm. two was Gray by E.L. James. Number three, taking the uh, bronze medal, Ooh. was J.R. Ward's The Shadows. All right. Uh, best science fiction All right. Funny, of funny the year. Uh, is so this one has less than the ones we've done so far. It has yeah. 142,000 yeah. votes. You've got Golden Sun in first place with 32,000 votes. Golden Sun by Pierce Brown. He's a debut author um, from Red Rising. Uh, so I guess this is a sequel. Yeah. 
Okay, so there you go. It says with Shades of Hunger Games, Ender's Game, and Game of Thrones. So I guess if you had a book <laughs> with game in the title, <laughs> yeah. he took shades of it. They're really trying to, uh, yeah. to get all the... Second place is Neil Stevenson's Seven Zs. Okay, yeah, it's a pretty seven big e- jump. 32,000 yeah. for Golden Sun, 15,000 for Seven Zs. Seven Eves. Seven Eves. Seven Eves, yeah. Okay, uh, and you got... Margaret Atwood with The Heart Goes Last. The Heart third Goes Last. Third place at 14,000. Oh, you know, number four here, uh, Welcome to Night Vale. Now, that, that sounds interesting to me, and that's, that's based on a podcast, actually. Joseph Fink. Yeah. Okay. So, um, that it's, one, I don't, I actually don't think that we have this one, but we probably okay. should get it because it looks interesting. We do actually have, I mean, I'm pretty sure we have Crimson Sun, or at least the first book. Yeah. And I know we have that Margaret Atwood book. Yeah. Um, and that Neil Stevenson book. Yeah. So we do have book number five, The Water Knife, mm-hmm. by uh, Paulo. Uh, can you say that name for me? Oh boy. Yeah. No, I can't. All right, Paulo Back. Bas- it's all right. <laughs> it starts with a B. Everyone, you can look it up. Uh, and then we go to, oh, here's but, one. Well, book. I want to say that we have The Water Knife. Yeah, we do. The book is called The Water Knife, and yeah. we have it. He's the he's the author who wrote uh, Wind Up Girl, which won the Hugo. Oh, okay. uh, During it, uh, the year it came out, so that's. Uh, it's one that I want to read. Oh, I didn't click that. Want to read. Nice. Nice. We also we have the next books here. We have yeah. Armada by Ernest Cline. Which, which you hate. hate it, I right? hate it. I yeah. can't believe it has 10,000 votes. We have Star Wars Aftermath, Star Wars Aftermath. by Chuck Yeah, that has Wendig. got really lame reviews. Like yeah. People just don't like that book. Uh, and we have Ancillary Mercy by yeah. Anne Lecky, which is the third book in the Ancillary Justice. We also have The End of All Things by John Scalzi, wow. which is part of the Old Man War universe. Oh, I do want I, I have Old Man War. I've been wanting to yeah. read that for a long and time. And we have The Fold by Peter Kleins. Nice. I know. I don't know that we have this, James. Uh, after that is Nemesis Games by James A. Corey. That's the newest one of his, we like, have... Leviathan Wakes. Okay, so we have several of those, yeah. but I actually I don't think that we have this one. But, yeah, I remember... It's rough. I, I didn't get to vote, really, on anything because I haven't read a lot of stuff, but I, wouldn't, I can't believe Armada is even there. Yeah, well, it's pretty high, too. I mean, yeah. Golden Sun has the 32,000, but then the next several are, are all within 5,000 of yeah. each other. So All right, you want to skip close. to graphic novels? Are we running out of time? A little. Okay. Well, let me, I'll just tell you what the top horror pick was. What was the top horror? The top horror pick out of uh, out of 100,000 votes got 17,000 votes, oh, and it yeah. is Saint Odd by Dean Koontz. He is Saint. So we did the people. we did the first Odd Thomas book last Halloween. You hated it. And we're doing Frankenstein next right. year. And but Odd is a very popular series for us here. Yeah. Uh, number two is Alice by Christina Henry. Scary. Number three is The Last American Vampire by Seth Graham Smith. Oh, all right. Uh, I don't. I don't remember oh, these. Uh, we got Clive Barker made it on the list here. The Scarlet. Gospels. I just clicked want to read for The Last American Vampire. Okay. My wife actually bought me A Head Full of Ghosts by Paul Tremblay. You might remember me talking about that in yeah. Halloween episodes. I tried to read it and it is so scary that oh. I just can't. All right. Well, it's maybe, scary in a way that really freaks me out. Maybe so you can I, let I me borrow it. it. Yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, that moves us on to humor. Oh, okay. So that's uh, the winner there is Mindy Kaling's Why Not Me. This is her second collection. Um, sure. 32,000 votes. Uh, yeah. Next, we have Felicia Day, who's kind of a, a nerd hero. Yeah. Uh, you're never weird on the internet. That and one didn't get as much uh, praise as you might have thought. No, it didn't. Next is Furiously Happy by Jenny Lawson. That one has that, what is that, fox? That raccoon. Raccoon on the okay, front Okay, yeah. I mean, so it's happy. definitely a raccoon. So okay. The right. fact that you can't well, it looks, tell the difference it looks, between a fox and a raccoon okay. is worrisome. Uh, anything else big in this list here that you want to point out? Patton Oswald made it. Nope. Silver Screen Fiend. Aziz Asari is number one on nonfiction. Best nonfiction. Oh, yeah. Modern Romance. Uh-huh. So, hey, there's that H is for Hawk book as well. Yeah. Number five. 
So for, for nonfiction, Aziz Ansari with Modern Romance takes it. The second is Humans of New York Stories, uh, collected by Brandon Stanton. And the third is Big Magic, Creative Living okay. Beyond Fear. Let's go to graphic and then the YA. And okay. then, if we have time, go back to sure. the rest of the nonfiction. But there are there are a lot. You have history, you have science, you have food. It's yeah. funny they do a food and cookbooks. I wonder how you yeah how you, how you argue that like mm her pie is much better. Well, best memoir was uh, a work in <laughs> progress by Connor Franta. Okay, so just while we're on there. All right, all right. So we're gonna jump over to graphics. All right. So this is why I was uh, I was surprised because Neil Gaiman won best fantasy. Oh, but his Sandman returned. Sandman Overture did not win. It's not even in the top uh, 12. Oh, really? So you know, I didn't hear a lot about that book. I mean, I'll it was coming out, it. but I didn't really hear much as far as like... People. So you have uh, Saga, Volume 4 by okay. Brian K. Vaughn, which no, I've we, read. We have the first, what, two? two? Okay. Yeah. Saga is very inappropriate if you're somebody who finds things inappropriate. <laughs> it, it will find everything you find it's just, inappropriate. I think it's, in, it's intended for a mature audience. Yes. It's probably the better way to say that. Yes. Um, but it is it is a good story. It's it's very imaginative. I like it. Uh, I I would. It's definitely in our adult section. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nimona. Uh, I'm gonna get this for our YA graphic novel okay, collection. This is by Noel Stevenson. Yep. That's number two. That's been getting a lot of play. As is, it's number um, six on the list. But Lumberjanes, Lumberjanes, and Nimona have been uh, popular in the same circles. Okay. Um, they're both. Uh, Books with female, a lot of female leads. Okay. Um, actually, books with strong female leads basically own the graphic novel That's true. section. I mean, you've got Saga, you've got Nimona, you've got Lumberjanes, you've got Ms. Number, Marvel. Ms. Marvel in number four, you've got uh, Thor, the goddess of thunder, at number five. Oh, and about Thor, that was one of the comments that we got on Twitter. Uh, Twitter users, user ghunt37 says that he feels like Thor was robbed. He wanted oh, Thor to be higher. On, yeah, he wanted Thor, yeah. Thor to take it. So, uh, well, Brian K has a a big following. Mm-hmm. It kind of looks like if it wasn't for his name, Nimona might have gotten it. But Attack on Titan number fifteen. If you read the manga, Attack on Titan, mm-hmm. it's in third place. But so, yeah, I see Hawkeye made it. Yeah, uh, Hawkeye, Hawkeye. That's uh, which number volume? F- number four. Rio Bravo made the list. I, I must have read. No, I haven't read that um, yet. And we do. And March book two by Ro- uh, John Robert Lewis, which we we do have. Okay. So let's see. Best wa- young adult fiction. Okay. Is you have 181 votes. All the bright places by Jennifer Niven. You know what? It's good that I. Uh, this is out of 181,000 votes. 81,000. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. everybody. Uh, all the Bright Places by um, Jennifer Niven won with thirty, almost thirty-two thousand votes. Uh, it's good I went to this because we actually don't have a few of these, mm. so we're gonna have to get them. We, I know we have that Gail Foreman one. I was there. Yes, that came in f- uh, fourth place. Yeah. So you have second place. P.S. I still love you, which is the sequel to All the Boys I Loved Before by uh, Jenny Han. And in third place, you have Sarah Destin's Saint Anything, which I haven't heard of at all. But no. Sarah Destin is a popular wife. Yeah, author. I know the name. Uh, there's other things like Everything, Everything by Nicole Yoon in uh, sixth place, which is uh, I've seen everywhere. Mosquito Land in, uh, is lower with about 7,000 votes. Mm-hmm. So, um, so what do you see on here that you think, like, oh, my gosh, we have to have that? We need to get All the Bright Places. We need to get P.S. I Still Love You. Okay. We need to get, I, I added uh, Simon versus the Homo Sapiens Agenda <laughs> and Everything, Everything, No One But There. A lot, basically, a lot of these books. Okay. Because a lot of these books 
they're not sequels yeah. or they're all standalone. So when you, you're picking YA books, it's harder to, yeah. you, you want to grab the popular stuff. Yeah. So it's good that we have something like this mm-hmm. to go through. Like we should probably yeah, it's a good, make sure we have at least the top four. Right. So, but you're right. We do have, I was here and that, that series is always checking. Yeah. Out. That's, I know. Remember I'm on the kid's desk, Gail Foreman. Somebody's asking about, um, they do have a young adult fantasy and sci-fi section. Okay. That has that has a lot of votes. This is a popular category. Oh, 250, wow. almost two hundred fifty-five thousand votes mm-hmm. total, and uh, close margins. You have Queen of Shadows by Sarah J. Maas, and now this is a section we have a lot of the books of because a lot of this is series or more popular authors. So Sarah J. Maas, Queen of Shadows, she writes the Throne of Glass series. So we have that. Second place is Rainbow Royale Carry On, oh, which is do. the story of the story that was. In Fangirl. Okay. In third place, you have Winter by Marissa Mayer, part of the Cinder series. Okay. Uh, but, I mean, we can go through this. We have Queen of Shadows. We have uh, Carry On, Winter. We have the fourth pick, uh, Red Queen, mm-hmm. which has been really popular as well. I see uh, Brandon Sanderson's on here. Firefight, Fire part of his Steelheart series. You have, uh, I'm actually surprised, this book, in Ember and Ashes, it's not higher on the list because it's been very popular in the YA circles by... Mm-hmm. Uh, here, in, here in particular, would you say? Yeah. Um, and, I mean, online, the conversation seems very strong on okay. there. I'm surprised something like uh, The Air, which is book four of the selection series, is higher than this. Uh, mm-hmm. And Ember Nashes is a, de- a debut novel. Um, I'm actually really surprised. There's a book called Walk the Earth a Stranger, or Walk on the Earth a Stranger. The point is, the in the title, is Walk Earth Stranger. Okay. Um but it's not on here at all, and that oh. one has been winning. That was one of the books that was on the book, uh, the National Book oh, okay. Awards list. So it's interesting seeing yeah. some things not here. So, and then if you're wondering, the middle grade children's fiction, the number one, which isn't too much of a surprise by a big margin, there's 132 votes here, 132,000 oh, wow. votes. Yeah. Rick Ryden's Magnus Chase and the Gods of Asgard at 43,000 votes for number one. And we got a comment from a listener on that one. Okay. Uh, Facebook user Michael says, I heartily approve of their middle grade selection. Mm-hmm. So, well, he's, he's, uh, he's happy to see... Uh, we we actually do have a lot of these as well. Our uh, children's librarian, Katora... Uh, yeah, she's, she's on it. She's on it. Uh, I mean, you have this last book of the School of Good and Evil. It's called The Last Ever After. We have that whole series. Mm-hmm. The Land of Stories we have. We have this, uh, which is in third place. We have, uh, I think we have the fourth place one, uh, Serafina and the Black Cloak. Uh-huh. I know we have that book, George. Yeah. What is this? Is this Curious George? I, oh, it looks like it, doesn't it? No, they think they see a boy. Oh. oh, it's a girl. George thinks she'll have to keep the secret forever. Mm. I don't know what that's about. All right. Well, the-, uh, the Isles of the Lost, which is a Descendants novel, which Descendants being the Disney Channel original movie about oh. this villain wow. kids. All right. So top three for this is uh, Magnus Chase by Rick Riordan, School of Good and Evil by ooh, Soman Chennai, and The Land of Stories by Chris Colfer. Yeah. Like Chris Colfer from Glee? Is that right? Yeah, that is. Maybe. I knew that he'd written some stuff. I didn't realize that was his series. So The Land of Stories by Chris Colfer, who played Kurt on Glee. Okay. Uh, And, oh, Eric, look at this. We can't can't click away from this page without mentioning that your old friend Catherine Applegate made the cut towards the bottom of the list, but Crenshaw is there. Catherine Applegate Applegate of the uh, erstwhile animals. Old friend makes us sound uh, too... Too relaxed. It's a lot uh, more formal relationship. Okay. Like she's more like the woman 
my family paid to raise me. Wow. Okay. They paid her in seven dollar monthly payments. Uh huh. In book form. Okay. What would you call that? A very cheap nanny. I guess. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, All right. Let's pop over to best picture books. So these will, this will be the last one. We'll okay. Cover. Uh, with 105,000 total votes, the number one pick is called The Day the Crayons Came Home by Drew Aww. Daywalt. Yeah. So it's a, it's a companion to a, a big children's book that came out last year, I think, called The Day the Crayons Quit. What? So, These crayons are uppity. I know. Yeah. They're, they're not nice. Yeah. Uh, number two here is Winnie, oh. the true story of the bear who inspired Winnie the Pooh by Sally Walker. Stop it. I know. Uh, number three by Mo Williams. I will take a nap. This is Mo uh, Williams. Mo problems. That's what I've always <laughs> this said. This is Elephant and Piggy number twenty-three. So if oh, you yeah. know, if your kids like that series, that's a good yeah. one. Number four, uh, a recently unearthed uh, Dr. Seuss book. This yeah. is a never-before-seen picture book by Dr. Seuss uh, called "What Pet Should I Get?" Yeah, so a dog. I actually haven't read that one. I've been, I've been meaning to get this one to read to my son. I haven't read it yet. The answer is a dog. But that is number four. Second answer so, might surprise you. Take dinosaur. <laughs> Third place, guinea pig. Oh, uh, I see a couple of them that I recognize here. Well, Jimmy Fallon, host of The Tonight Show, has one called Dada. Your baby's first word will be Dada, is what it's called. <laughs> that's kind of low on the list, but that's kind of an interesting yeah. uh, a one to, to point out there. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that's, that's a Goodreads. Goodreads Choice, Choice Awards. Choice Awards 2015. Choices have been made. So, Awards have been given. Goodreads, everybody. Let us know. Uh, tell us on Twitter, at All the Book Show, or Facebook. Uh, email us how you feel about some of these. If there's some that you wish made the cut, some that you really yeah. agree, some you disagree, we'd love to hear yeah. your thoughts on that. If, uh, like right now I'm going to cookbooks, if you don't agree that the Pioneer Woman Cooks Dinner Time should be number one, and you <laughs> think it belongs to the nerdy nummies, uh-huh. oh my word. <laughs> yeah, let us know. I, I'm sorry, everybody. I just said... The Nerdy Nummies. Yeah, you did. It's in second. Wow, and that is a very close margin. <laughs> it's cutthroat in the cookbook. I guess so. Well, oh, what do we got for library news? Uh, well, I'll, t- I'll tell you the main thing that we have going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, on December, let's see what the first date of that is. December 11th. That's the, a Friday. The Nutcracker Ballet, performed by yeah. Genesee Dance Theater, is back. Um, I used to own... Last year... Go ahead. <laughs> Last year we did we did two performances of the Nutcracker. Uh-huh. Uh, this is again by Genesee Dance Theater, led by Sarah Keeler Badger. Uh, this is a huge thing. Last year we did two shows. The auditorium seats three hundred, uh-huh. and both nights we turned droves of people away. It was yeah. so sad that yeah. that we had to say, "I'm sorry, we don't have space." So we're extending it this year. We're adding a third show. So Friday, December eleventh at seven o'clock. Saturday, December twelfth at yeah. one o'clock. Sunday, December thirteenth at two o'clock. Yeah. But get here. You definitely want to get here early because the seats last year went so quickly. Yeah. So especially if you have a big group you want to come with, really cracker is a big deal. Get here early. I used to own a Care Bears yeah. movie. Yeah. With the Nutcracker. It was a Nutcracker, like a nutcracker thing. thing. Yeah. The Nutcracker I always find to be like a creepy story. Yeah. I don't know. It's not so creepy when it's in ballet form, but any like The Rat is in love it. with her? The Rat King? I don't know. That's the thing. I, it's creepy. There should be a story about it's how creepy. the Rat King is really misunderstood. But, uh, it really some, does have love for her. Some dancers from <laughs> Genesee Dance Theater are going to come and do a special story time here. Oh. So Couture, our children's librarian, is going to read some, oh, some that's right. books. Yes. And we're going to see yeah, some. so if you, if you have small children who come to our story yeah. time, that is going to be yeah. A you can fun check treat check the library calendar for that for exact dates and time. I don't have that in front of me, but but that is coming that Thursday. I, no, it's not. A, it's not. No. it's not a regular story time. Time, it's a different time. So, uh, but I believe it in. is on the tenth. 
Oh, is it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, you're right. Yeah, Nutcracker Story Time with special guests. So that is Thursday, December 10th at 1 o'clock. So yep. it's in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Okay. Well, we have a lot coming up uh, teen-wise okay. next week on uh, December 10th. Mm-hmm. Starting from 3 to 5, we'll be doing our Hour of Code. Oh, yeah. So we'll have all our, our laptops uh, set up. We'll have our two iMacs set up. We'll have our tablet set up in the picture book room for uh, younger users but for uh for teens and kids it's uh you get to come in and do an hour of coding but and it's the programs are preset they're online mm-hmm. um so we'll have all that browser this was huge last year we got yes. really good a really good turnout for so it. we'll have all that browser stuff they have uh star wars programs they have artist programs they have minecraft programs frozen programs so it's, it's stuff for and then they have uh some older stuff uh where you can learn uh, JavaScript and everything. So it's not anything that like... Did you say JavaScript? Like Java the Hutt? No, Java. Mutabuto solo. Like yeah. That. yeah, that's okay. how you code, you code websites you just with Java that. the Hutt. Yeah. Java the Hutt Hutt. So uh, it's not something that you have to have any experience with. Okay. Because I don't have any experience with it. Uh-huh. But they have it all set up. So mm-hmm. I well, saw you when you were when you were going through the, the demos and stuff. It looks yeah. really fun. Like, yeah. It looks like a really good way In to do it. In the Star Wars one, you're telling BB-8 to go collect scraps. Yeah. It's yeah. great. I could have played it for a lot longer. Yeah, seriously. Um, but it, it's teaching you the principles of coding yeah. and how it works. Which uh, is great. I mean, that's yeah. it's such a big part of like society. It's good to, yeah. good to have a little working knowledge. So that's December 10th. And of course, December 9th is a Wednesday, which means we'll be doing our tabletop games, which we do every Wednesday mm-hmm. for teens from 12 to 18. Cool. At 3 to 5. Uh, 3.30 to 5.30. Yeah. Watch myself. Uh, <laughs> uh, but the week after, and I'll, I'll remind people about this too, but... Um, December 15th, we're showing Elf mm-hmm. in the Nancy Howe Auditorium. 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 <laughs> I don't know what that is. I don't know what it is either, but I want to find uh, out. It's the Auditorium. We're showing Elf uh, as an after-school movie from okay. 3.30 to 5.30. Okay. I mean, I think it's shorter than that. Yeah, it starts at 3.30. But that's, uh, that's December 15th part. is a Tuesday. Okay. December 17th, we're doing Perler Beads again. And we're going to be... I mean, you can make whatever you want. Uh-huh. We'll, we'll have a bunch of uh, templates for Christmas, winters ornaments oh, cool. like snowman okay. snowflakes and whatnot that'd be but fun really all you have to do is make something with the perler beads and attach a hook and you've made a tree ornament nice so and then you it. can you should make ornaments for trees and then go to your neighbor's houses well if you've uh, or anybody's house and just put an ornament on their tree yeah absolutely that they own if you've been <laughs> it's not to vandalism the, oh if, it's, uh, if it's in the holiday spirit okay if you've been to the library recently you've seen all the christmas trees lining Ooh, the, have the, you ever. the front walkway yeah. so we want to thank the lions again for doing yeah. that it's such a just to just to see it is yeah. so I don't know I just love it. Yeah, it's, we are throwing up Christmas spirit. Yeah, here it's at everywhere. Library. Yeah, we just we got all the the poles are all wrapped inside. We yeah. got the wreaths and garlands and lights. It yeah. looks great in here. Kids I, room I, has Christmas time everything. in this library is great. Yeah, it's just it is so impressive. Nice. I I was surprised how fast the trees out front of the library got decorated. Oh yeah, so yeah. and yeah, yeah I mean they're all plugged time. in and it's lit up. So time. at night, yeah. We're we're the beacon of hope yeah. of Christmas. Well, if you're uh, if you're looking for Christmas books, we have our Christmas book displays up. Yeah, and we also are having a special Christmas book sale. So if there's a Christmas book we you want to keep for yourself, this is news to me. Oh yeah, what am I doing recording? Yes, I got to right. get to that sale. Yep, at our uh, at our book sale this year, I separated all the Christmas books out. Smart, and I have I a lot that. of them. Yeah, I made fun of you. for You that. did make fun of me for I this. I told you it was stupid. But, and never uh, so they're going to be up right at the front desk. So come in, check out our selection of Christmas fiction, nonfiction, a lot of fun stuff. So. Okay. Uh, We hope to see you. Yeah. All right, everybody. That's it for this week. We'll see you next week, which will be... Oh, we'll be talking Star Wars. Yes. We'll be talking Star Wars. December 14th, that podcast. We're going to be recording that uh, next week, probably sometime around the 10th or 11th. Yeah. So get if you have Star Wars books 
uh, or I guess any kind of yeah, Star any Wars thoughts thing on that Star Wars. Like. We'll we'll talk about books yeah. mostly, but we will talk about the movies. You, and you shows send too, us so. uh, you send us your thoughts, your tweets, your yeah. emails. You can we'll tweet sure us at them. all the book show, all the book show uh, Twitter. You can Facebook us at the David A. Howe Public Library Facebook page. You can email us at Wellsville at stls.org. Yeah. And we will have a special guest with us next week, Amanda yeah. Smith, who uh, works both in the children's room and at the yeah. main desk. She's a big Star Wars fan. Read yeah. a lot of Star Wars. She's books, read a lot so. of books that neither one of us. Have yeah. Read. Yeah, so, so we're going to have... We, st- we started talking about it today, and I said, everyone shut up, yeah. because we need to save this for yeah, the Star we were, Wars we episode. Were, there was some arguing It was getting on. heated. I'm not going to lie to you folks. So, yes, next podcast, we're going to be getting ready for The Force Awakens. Yeah. All right. So. Well, thanks for tuning in, folks. Yeah. See you next week. Have a great holiday. Oh, this is that thing I do. Yeah. Where I should just end it. Yeah. Yeah.